0: The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. Same-sex female partners who want to have a baby have a number of different treatment options to help them conceive. Joining me today is Dr. William Ziegler. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility, and he's the medical director of the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Dr. Ziegler, it's a pleasure to have you join us again today. Tell us a little bit about same-sex female couples that wanna have children and what are their options?
1: When we're addressing the same-sex couples, we have different treatment options for them. And it really depends on which way they wish to proceed in many cases we are focusing on only one of the partners in getting pregnant but it's becoming increasingly popular for these couples both want to play a role in conceiving a child and some women feel it strengthens their bond with both the child as well as with each other and that is where reciprocal and just IVF comes into play, where one partner supplies the eggs to be used for IVF, and the other partner is basically going to act as the gestational carrier and just of the pregnancy.
0: Well, thank you for that explanation. So tell us a little bit more about reciprocal IVF and how the process works. Kind of walk us through
1: it. During our first meeting, we really need to identify which partner is going to be contributing an egg or eggs and which one is going to be the carrier. We like the patients to not have really any infertility issues. And in that situation, it gives them the highest success rate. The partner that's going to be donating the eggs will need to go through an ovarian stimulation to produce multiple eggs, similar to a normal IVF cycle. Her eggs would then be extracted, and just from her ovaries, they'd be fertilized with donor sperm. And that's something else that we have to identify, is whether they're going to be using a known donor, whether they're going to be using an anonymous sperm donor. The partner who's going to be carrying the pregnancy, her uterus is prepared for the embryo transfer, so we really need to kind of synchronize both of their cycles. And as the one partner is getting stimulated, we have to monitor the other partner who's going to be the carrier to make sure that her lining matches and just the embryos once they are created. And if everything goes well, the embryo will be transferred into the carrier's uterus to grow and progress through the pregnancy. The extra embryos that are created can be frozen so they can be used either in the other partner who donated the eggs or it could be transferred back into and just the initial carrier. So it does give them some options to have multiple children and possibly have each one of them carry a pregnancy we'd rather it not be at the same time just because of the issues that issues in which could arise from that that if i have two patients that are pregnant at the same time and which are their partners we have to be concerned they may be delivering at the same time or have pregnancy complications which could also affect their relationship as well as the pregnancy
0: Dr. Ziegler, how do you help your patients decide which partner should provide eggs and who should carry the pregnancy? Tell us what goes on with
1: that. Well, we have to screen each partner. And just if they're not sure of who is going to be giving us the eggs, we will check for their ovarian reserve. How well are their ovaries acting? And we'd rather retrieve eggs from the partner whose ovaries are matching their chronological age. We don't want to retrieve eggs from somebody who has significant and just ovarian dysfunction. So that's how we would determine uh, which partner should give us the eggs. But in many cases, they come into our office and they already know who is going to be uh, contributing the egg part and who is going to be the gestational carrier. For the gestational carrier individual, we would need to, uh, again, that we check their hormones, and we'd also check their uterine cavity and make sure there's nothing deviating the cavity like a uterine septum or a polyp or a fibroid, um, just so we can maximize their chances. But both partners would need to be screened for infectious diseases and they would both need to undergo a psychological evaluation just to make sure they're both on the same playing field when it comes to raising the child and what happens in telling the child, just how the child was created basically. So we want to make sure that every that conflicting information is kind of settled and they're both on the same page and proceeding with this treatment option.
0: Well, that's a very comprehensive screening situation. Tell us a little bit about some of the legal and emotional considerations. And you mentioned in your screening some of that, but expand a little about when women are deciding these things and what's the legal considerations going
1: on. Yeah, well, I think the legal issue with reciprocal in vitro fertilization is quite complex, and it can vary from state to state. The best thing to do, and what we always offer our patients, is they need to consult with a reproductive lawyer, because you really need to figure out what are their parental rights, and does the uh, person that doesn't deliver the child, do they have legal rights for that child and do they need to legally adopt that child. Um, I really do think that the parenting laws nationwide have not really quite caught up with fertility technology. And having an experienced attorney to help you through this process really helps. That some states recognize Both partners as being parents and then if they're legally married in some states it allows what's called second parent adoption where one parent is deemed the biological parent and the other one is able to adopt the child so I think that's something to really consider getting a reproductive lawyer to help a couple go through all the maze of the legal aspects
0: well, thank you for that answer and as far as sperm donors how is that process started and do they usually come in knowing who they want to donate sperm or is this more of an anonymous thing
1: in many cases when when uh, same-sex couples just come in to us in most they have contemplated using an anonymous sperm donor and that's where sperm banks come into play. If they're going to be using a known sperm donor maybe it's a friend or maybe it's a relative of the person that's going to be carrying the pregnancy basically, then they would need to be screened and their sperm would need to be banked uh, and really abide by the FDA guidelines. But in many cases what we would do is we'd give them a list of sperm banks in which we work with we do recommend them making a list of the characteristics in which they want in that sperm donor. In some cases the woman that we're retrieving the eggs from we may fertilize half of those eggs with one donor sperm and then freeze the other half and then of the eggs to be used at a future time possibly with a separate sperm donor uh, depending on the characteristics that each person wants to use. Sperm banks are pricey, but the sperm are screened for illnesses and then as well as genetic issues. These donors have uh, waived any parental uh, rights to the child. So going down the road of selecting sperm, we always recommend someone who has proven fertility. And sperm donors are locked out of specific geographical areas if they've Uh, been used quite a bit or if they reach the maximum amount of children and which could be created from that one sperm donor. So it kind of gives some regulation so that half brothers and half sisters do not meet.
0: Dr. Ziegler, is reciprocal IVF covered by insurance?
1: Well, insurance coverage for in vitro fertilization and just is not mandated in most states. In states that do require and then at least some coverage insurance carriers usually do not cover the cost of reciprocal in vitro fertilization unless there is a medical necessity so it really varies by state the cost of the diagnostic tests and doctor visits for the woman who's carrying the pregnancy may be covered in most cases insurance um, insurances cover the diagnostic part of this process and after the woman is pregnant then we'll cover for the pregnancy but again coverage can vary greatly from state to state in general the costs of reciprocal in vitro fertilization are very similar to those and then of IVF using a known egg donor, the woman who undergoes uh, treatment to create the embryos while the other is being prepared and then for a transfer. On the average, a fresh cycles probably can range anywhere between uh, $6,000 to $9,000 plus the cost and then a fertility medication. And in some cases, if someone is paying out of pocket for this, there can be some discounts coming from the pharmacies. But again, it can be quite Expensive, especially, and then if you're using uh, donor sperm, also. So, in through our practice, we do have packages that make this more affordable, and we have some other programs to help with the medications so it can offset that burden or that cost, which could be psychologically traumatic. With all that said, and with everything we've covered, that reciprocal IVF can be a good choice for same-sex couples who want to have a baby together. Uh, I think the big thing is patients need to come in here and have discussed the whole process between each other and really come back with, um, with them both being accepting and just of the whole process. Uh, this does involve uh, the doctors and then as well as lawyers kind of getting involved. But both patients have to be comfortable with proceeding with this and know what their roles are in the pregnancy as well as in the upbringing and then of the child because they're both going to be the parents of this child despite who delivers and who provides the eggs
0: what a great topic and such important information dr ziegler it's a pleasure as always to have you join us to share your expertise thank you again and that concludes this episode of fertility talk with rscnj the reproductive science center of new jersey to schedule an appointment please visit our website at fertilitynj.com for more information and to get connected with one of our providers Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole.